Hey girl, and welcome to the Soul Social Podcast with your host, Nina Webb. This podcast is your one-stop shop for all things mindset, business strategy, manifestation, and more. After building a successful online community of over 13,000 women and scaling to 5K months in a matter of months, I am on a mission to help as many women as possible do the same. I want to help you take action to build a life of time and financial freedom you've always dreamed of and to truly believe in yourself and your business. I'll be spilling the tea in weekly episodes about what it actually takes to step into your next level self and have a successful business. So grab a cup of coffee or a herbal green tea and let's dive into the episode. Hello guys, welcome back to the Soul Social podcast. So I'm actually not very well again at the moment. Don't know what's going on with me at the moment and my health, but my friend actually tested positive for COVID the other day, who I saw literally on Saturday. Thankfully, I've tested negative, but I am feeling out of sorts. So God knows what it is, but I'm still here. I'm still moving. Honestly, that is the energy in Soul Social is just showing up no matter what. Like I committed to do this podcast episode. I committed to myself to do it today. So I'm here and I'm bigger than those excuses. So today I'm going to talk about four steps to help you overcome your limiting beliefs. So if you saw my post around this on Instagram, this is actually the framework I use with one-to-one clients and I'm trying it publicly, which might be a little bit crazy, but I don't really believe in placing any limits on free value in my world. People come to me one-to-one because they want to be in my energy, because they want to work with me. They want my specific support on things. And I'd love to share the framework with everyone so everyone can benefit it and try and implement it themselves and try and get some benefit from it. Because this is a framework that has really, really helped me with my own limiting beliefs, has really, really helped clients as well, especially when dealing with limiting thoughts and negative beliefs in the moment. Because we don't always have time to whip out a journal and just spend ages journaling around it. So this is a really simple framework that can help you reframe your limiting beliefs in literally a matter of minutes at most. So I'm going to call it the D-A-Q-N framework. D-A-Q-N, it's not very catchy. There's not really any acronym, like any word that I can come up with there that sounds cool, but it helps you to remember D-A-Q-N. The first step to overcome those limiting beliefs that keep coming up is to detach yourself. This is probably the most crucial step. Like I could not include this step because detaching yourself from the beliefs is honestly the biggest game changer. And this is going to help you overcome those blocks and manifest all of the things you want to manifest and call into your life and hit those goals. And this is the like stage that I see people miss the most, to be honest, is the detachment. So probably because this is so accepted in our society to say things like, I'm anxious, I'm depressed, I'm thinking this, I am this sort of person. You know, there's even that famous saying, I think therefore I am about our mind. So basically equating our mind with us but if you have been following me for a while if you've been in my world you'll know that that is not my belief around who we are around who who we are in terms of our bodies in terms of our spirits I don't believe we are the mind obviously you can have different beliefs but my opinion is that we really are the soul and that was honestly a big part I've always been drawn to the word soul that was a big part of why I called soul social that name you can call it something else. You might call it God. If you're religious, you might call it the Holy Spirit. You might call it consciousness. You might call it the collective mind. Like whatever word feels good to you, you can use. But 
I truly believe that we are bigger than our mind and bigger than our body. And I actually went through this in a one-to-one call the other day. And when I made this point, I remember she was so stunned and it's honestly so true. And this is what really changed the game for me quite a lot. This was actually something I learned when I read The Greatest Secret by Rhonda Byrne. This is one of her newest books. If you read The Secret or The Magic, you'll probably love this book because it really deepens your belief in the universe in all of these concepts. And she says that we are not the mind, we are not the body, we are soul energy or we are consciousness. I can't remember the exact word she she used in there. And honestly, it's so true. It's so true. And the example she gives is when, for example, you're meditating, you're, you're lying down, you're not thinking of anything. Your mind isn't active. Your mind is literally having no thoughts. That's what meditation is. That's why you've quieted the mind. No thoughts are coming through. Your mind is not being used. Your brain activity is really minimal. However, there's still the feeling of something is there. And this is honestly, this was the biggest game-changing moment for me. Like that when you stop thinking, when you stop using your mind, there is still something there. And so what is that something? And you might call it spirit, you might call it the soul, you might call it whatever, but there is still an awareness. That was the word I think Rhonda Byrne used it. She calls it awareness. There's still an awareness of you're alive, you're in this moment, you're lying down, maybe you're in this room, you're meditating. There's an awareness that you're, you're still present. And this was the biggest probably thing for me that stopped me from thinking, you know, I'm a mind, I'm a heart, I'm a body, I'm this, and started to see myself as more of a spiritual being, as a soul, as spirit, as energy, you know, whatever word feels good to you. And that is probably a huge part of this framework. I'm not saying you have to believe in that much. I'm not saying you have to have that same belief as well, but just having that detachment from your brain and if you don't maybe hold those sort of spiritual beliefs, something that I like to tell my clients if then if they're not a spiritual is to call your brain a name or just call it brain or call it mind or whatever. I personally like the word Polly, the name Polly. I used to call my brain Polly a lot. Now that I'm more spiritual, I kind of just have this awareness that it's it's not me. But when I first kind of came across personal development, I used to call my brain that Polly and I'd just say, you know, okay, that's Polly, that's not me. And then the second part of the framework is all about acknowledging and accepting. So you might say something like, okay, Polly's saying something, or okay, brain is saying something, or okay, brain is speaking. And so that really takes away from like, okay, I'm thinking, I'm speaking, I'm this, I'm that. And you're really detaching yourself from that. And you're seeing it as actually, it's not me, it's just the brain, it's just a part of me. That might also be a helpful thing for you to get accustomed to this idea is if you just say that's just a part of me. So okay, you know, Polly's saying something, the acknowledgement, so that your brain feels heard, so that your your mind feels heard. And then the acceptance. So that's okay. People say things all the time. That's okay. She's entitled to her opinion. That's okay. It's a free country. You know, whatever phrase you want to use there in terms of like the fact that your brain or Polly or whatever word you want to use is expressing their opinion. And that's fine. And it doesn't have to mean anything about you. It doesn't have to mean anything at all. And the self-acceptance is probably one of the biggest pieces because have you ever heard the phrase, what you resist persists? So this is really where this comes in. And it comes in because the more that you accept these negative feelings and the more that you sit with these feelings, because so often our limiting beliefs, you know, they're not just beliefs, they're not just thoughts. They bring us feelings of either fear, anxiety, sadness, depression, 
whatever those low vibration feelings are, if you really learn to sit with them rather than avoiding them. Because I think this is what we're taught to do in our society. We're taught to just, you know, avoid those feelings, move on, stay happy all the time, stay high vibe all the time. I even see like manifestation coaches teaching this, that you have to stay high vibe all the time. And honestly, that's not realistic. And that's actually avoiding a lot of the deeper work and the limiting beliefs work. So it's really about tuning into those sensations and those feelings and accepting them rather than feeling like I have to tune, I have to move away from them. I have to run away. I have to just instantly think positive. You know, it's really interesting to instead think, okay, where is this coming from? Because the more that you distract yourself, the more that you decide to keep busy and distract yourself and engage in almost like toxic positivity where you feel like you have to be happy all the time where you feel like you, you just straight away put on a funny tv show or something like that the harder it will be to for you to tune in to these feelings these thoughts these emotions and figure out where they're actually coming from which is going to be the biggest thing to help you get not get rid of them but get a lot better at dealing with them long term and then the third part of the framework is to question it so is this belief really true and a lot of the time it isn't a lot of the time it's an opinion Something I like to ask is, is it a fact or an opinion? And like I said, most of the time it's an opinion. You know, what is the evidence against? So this is something I do with clients. I do it in my own journaling as well in terms of listing all the evidence against and doing that as a continuous continuous process. And there's a lot of other things that come in here as well. It's not just the logical side, the evidence against. It's a lot of the emotional, the inner child healing, the inner child work, the trauma points that we cover more in my programs and we go into a lot of depth in there. But really in this moment, what can you think of that is the strongest piece of evidence against this thought? I'm gonna run through an example in a minute, but just think of that. What is the strongest, most obvious argument against this belief? Like imagine almost you're a lawyer and you're there weighing up the the defense and the prosecution and just think of like, what is the argument against there? And then the fourth step to overcome those limiting beliefs is to neutralize the thoughts. So come up with a more neutral version of this thought that is more likely to be true. You might call this an affirmation as well, but I do sometimes shy away from the word affirmation because especially when you're in this low vibration moment, you're not really gonna believe if you just suddenly start saying to yourself, I'm amazing, I'm powerful, I'm confident, I'm this, I'm a successful business, I'm a millionaire, whatever your affirmation currently is, because it might just seem so far divorced from your reality in that moment. And it might work, like don't get me wrong, it might work and if it works for you, that's great. But this is my experience and what I found with clients as well is that that doesn't necessarily work in this moment, like these sorts of general and very over-exaggerated, I guess, affirmations. So pick a more neutral version of this thought, a more neutral affirmation that you can bring in and that you can say to yourself to comfort yourself in that moment. So, Let's take an example to work through this belief. Let's take an example that probably a lot of you will relate to. If I'm honest, it has been a quiet month for me so far in March, other than my masterclass. And I have been working through this this recently myself because honestly, uh, the work never stops. The work always continues. But the difference is now that I have this framework and I've been doing it for a long time, it's been a lot quicker for me to snap out of it. So let's take the example, which is probably the complaint or the belief or the fear I hear the most from clients, which is what if no one wants to work with me? Um, I haven't signed any clients recently. I haven't signed anyone new the past two, three weeks, however long it's been the past month, the past two, three months, haven't signed anyone new. No one wants to work with me anymore. No one wants to pay me. So let's take that story. Let's say you're 
in this moment, let's take the situation of you had a potential client that wanted to work with you. And then at the last minute, they, you know, pulled out and said, oh, actually, um, I don't think I'm going to, this is a good fit right now. I don't think I want to work together or whatever they said. And let's take this example because this is probably a really, really common one. And in that moment, when this happens, you might be thinking all these thoughts of like, oh no, did I do something wrong? People don't want to work with me anymore. People don't want to pay me. I'm not an authority. I'm not this. I'm not a leader. I'm not the person that people want to pay. Like I'm charging too high. Should I change my prices? Like these are all thoughts I've come up with clients before. And so you might have a range of those thoughts, but the biggest essence is that it all boils down to is people don't want to pay me. That's probably the the core one at the thought at the heart of all that. Say if that was coming up for you in the moment, just acknowledge it. Okay, you know, my brain's talking to me. Polly's talking to me. Polly's telling me that no one wants to work with me. No one wants to pay me. You know, that's okay. You know, Polly is entitled to her opinion, but it doesn't mean it's true. People can say whatever they want. People can say things all the time. It's just her opinion. And then that's where you come in with the questioning. Like, is this really true? No, because probably people have paid you before. Or if they haven't paid you before, that doesn't mean that they're not going to pay you in the future. And that doesn't mean that taking this piece of evidence of say, for example, this this potential client said no, that doesn't mean there aren't three clients around the corner that are ready to say yes. So no, most likely isn't true. And then coming up with the most potent evidence against in that moment, like the biggest piece of evidence against. So say if your situation was, I haven't signed anyone new in like the past one or two months or whatever, people don't want to pay me then your new sort of, your biggest evidence against would be, oh, but actually I've had three new inquiries today. Oh, actually I've had people in my DMs asking me about prices. I've had people, a lot of interest for this program. I just signed a new client last month or two months ago and just instantly come up and neutralize with that evidence against and just take that biggest piece of evidence in the moment. And then to neutralize it, like I said, coming up with more of a neutral version of this thought, it might be, um, you know, I've had a lot of no's recently or I've had no's, but I have made a lot of sales before. I have a lot of inquiries and I know people are interested and would love to pay me. That might be more of a neutral thought rather than just then jumping in and being like, no, everyone wants to pay me. I'm a millionaire (laughs) and all of this stuff that might not seem realistic in that moment. Think of a neutral version that your brain can actually believe in that moment. And then it's about repeating this. It's about repeating this. And honestly, this is such continuous work. Like I probably don't, I don't do it as much now, but I probably used to do this process multiple times every single day. And I actually still do it in my journaling. Like I still have a, if you've seen my five journal prompts I do every day, if not, feel free to shoot me a DM, but I've shared them a few times on stories. One of those is actually what negative stories do I need to let go of? So I still reflect on these limiting beliefs every single day and it's honestly a a process. So to summarize, the four steps to overcome those limiting beliefs, the DAQN framework, if you wanna call it that. So we've got detach yourself, acknowledge and accept, question, is it really true? What's the evidence against? And then neutralize. What's a more neutral version of this thought? That's more likely to be true. That's pretty much all I've got for you this episode. I hope you loved it. I hope you found it really, really helpful. So if you want to go deeper with me at the moment, I thought I would share the current way that you can go deeper with me, which I've just announced this week on my stories. And it is Manifesting Magic, which is a six week live group coaching experience. Unlike anything else I've ever done before. I've never done a live program before, so I'm really excited for it. And I'll be sharing everything you need to help you create your dream life 
overcome those limiting beliefs for good and become a super attractor for all of your desires. So it's for you if probably you're fairly new to manifestation, you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed with all of the teachers out there and you want this simplified process. You recognize that it takes regular work on your mindset and you're ready to dig deep to your trauma points and go deep into your limiting beliefs because this will be the biggest focus of this program. I will be talking through topics like embodiment. I will be talking through my personal manifesting techniques, but the biggest work is the limiting beliefs work and overcoming the blocks that are in your way. So I'll be speaking through certain blocks. I'll be sharing my limiting beliefs process. We'll be doing trauma healing. We'll be looking into inner child work. So, so much good stuff that I'm so excited for. So if you're feeling called to join this program, I will leave the waitlist link in the show notes. You can join the private pre-sale. And there is actually another way to do this program alongside working with me in a really, really high touch one-to-one kind of way, which is a secret at the moment. There's only four spots available. So if you wanted some more information on that, on how to do the course and work with me alongside it, then feel free to message me on Instagram and I'll be happy to answer any questions. But that's pretty much it. That's pretty much all I've got. So I'll speak to you soon, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope it was exactly what you needed to hear today. Screenshot and share the episode to your Instagram stories and tag me at soulsocial underscore so I can hear your main takeaways and share you with my own community. And if you love this episode, please leave a review so we can get the podcast out to more heart-centered entrepreneurs who need it. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.